kind of a chill tune to start today because um, it's going to snow. I wondered, as I was getting ready to uh, record my weathers or grab the forecast for the day, Mm -hmm. can you have a winter weather warning or watch in spring? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I guess so, because it's winter weather. So, okay, yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, all right. But there's a yeah. free there's a freeze warning, so anybody with like plant stuff is probably uh, in some trouble. And I don't know what you do if you cover them or anything like that. I, you bring them inside. Do you? Well, what if you yeah. planted them already? And- oh, then you're screwed. You might be able to cover them. As yeah, you can probably cover them. But it's just you know it it's also not very smart to start planting right now anyway. Um, I learned from experience because my parents used to plant all the time, and I was a large part of that. Okay. I was the digger. Um, so it's gonna snow, and as I as I guessed, I saw a Ryan Weekman tweet earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the sense from that very scientific tweet he put out. It's very meteorological. I don't mm-hmm. think any of this is gonna stick on the roads at all. I don't think so. No, I think it's been warm enough outside that the ground is now a different temperature than what it was in the winter time. So it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna. It's probably gonna melt. It's gonna blow over and just melt. Um, and then we're gonna like ramp back up near eighty degrees in the coming days. Um, I'm excited for eighty. The seventy-five. I think oh, it's gonna like yeah. next Wednesday. Yeah, pretty quickly too. Um, before we dive into uh, usual content, um, did you see the equation that I threw up and caused some discussion about? I didn't. What did you cause discussion okay, I think about? I mentioned it yesterday on the show. Pem, did we talk? We talked yesterday about PEMDAS, right? No. Did you not learn PEMDAS? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally in school. I know. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, but I didn't know what it was for. Ah, it's for the order of operations in an equation. Did you learn that in school? Yes, I did. So the internet was, was up in arms yesterday, and I, I shared it, and I thought... Most people were getting nine and one. Some very random people were getting seven because of the distributor property. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I initially got one and then I fell on nine because, so I'll read this to you and you can visualize it. Six divided by two, but then one plus two is in parentheses. So you do one plus two first. Right. N- one plus two first, then you multiply that to the number that's right next to the parentheses. That's what I thought, and that gives you one. But I did come across places on the internet that I trust that say the M and D, like M and D and A and S, you go left to right. One doesn't necessarily go, before, like just because it goes M, D, you don't go multiply, divide. The order of operations goes left to right, so it would be six... Um, divided by two times three. I know this is really bad for the radio, right? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, yep, okay, whatever yeah. you say. <laughs> Get oh some God. math people on the um, podcast because it, it ain't me. It, it was a, uh, it was, it's been a busy, got three stories from Perrysburg. Yesterday, uh, we found out that a bus driver is being investigated because he, said something along the lines of a kid being Mexican and he should go back to like Texas or something like that. Said he so, belongs in a cage in Texas. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want to denigrate or stereotype bus drivers, but just keep, <laughs> just keep your mouth shut. Like, if you think you have a dirty or nasty thought, um, keep it to yourself. And as I've said twice a week on this show, just act like you're always being watched and or recorded because you probably are. So. I always I always say just act like you're always in an interview and you want to impress the next person and like treat life as if it's an interview all the time. Yep, yep, and it's being recorded and um yeah, so we'll see what happens with that also today. Thanks. Um looks like a couple of Perrysburg students were arrested because mm-hmm. uh it looks like the story that I'm I'm reading come across they threatened harm to other students. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how this plays out. That's the only thing I've read. I don't want to speculate too much, but I'll give you a couple of things that have come across my bow recently. I was talking to a friend, and uh, she had to have a meeting with her with some uh, administrators at her school, and I thought I, I expected the worst. And it, it really amounted to, like, kids name-calling. Like, one kid said, one kid was upset because he got called basically short and he called the he told the other kid to get on a treadmill and I'm like you had to go settle this stuff I'm like this is just like kids being kids and then I spoke to some other people about some a potential bullying situation that came across my way and this person said the only thing that might have happened is as kids were like getting back to school and they weren't all there some were doing virtual some kids felt excluded because their friend groups moved on without them And so I'm curious to see where this goes, but just from those two situations, I'm thinking, Alex, have they really gotten that soft? I mean, probably, but I, I, I still remember some of like the moments where I may have been bullied or my feelings were hurt in school. And it was always when I was left out, like nobody would come out and like call me ugly or something like that but it was when I maybe wasn't included in something at one point like girls literally like all the girls in my class signed a letter saying they didn't want to be friends with me and everybody signed their name on the letter and they gave and they gave it to me (laughs) so anyway but yeah yeah so they're you know are they becoming softer yes but is this also a really delicate time also, yes, like it's there's probably really lonely. And so they're getting back to be with each other and then they're all being bitches about it. The parents are all are also soft, too, um, because they'll probably sue the school district at any bad word or anything like that. Like when yeah. my friend told me this about like, so the, the boys, the you get on a treadmill, you should grow. They're like a friend group. Like they all mm-hmm. play sports together. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I get it. Like, you don't want to get let these things get out of hand, but just a couple of things that came across my way. Now, I do have a good story about Perrysburg. Did you see the sneaker story? So I did see the sneaker story. I didn't read it, but also good on Perrysburg because uh, cl- clearly these kids were arrested. They alleged, they not allegedly, it is reported they were in the pl- preliminary stages of causing harm. So there, it was more than just like inducing panic. It was right. making a plan for something. That's kind of a big deal. And that's great that it got caught early. But I did also see the tennis shoe story. Yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not marginalizing or trying to minimize whatever these kids were planning. I just don't want to speculate. And if they were good i mean there's i think one or two of them are in wood county juvenile center right now mm-hmm. so um so this is a good story her name uh, her name is she teaches a middle school teacher perrysburg exempted village school district her name is katie bacon and um 
she's Mrs. Bacon, and she's used to <laughs> some pig theme things, drawings, birthday cards. She she likes it. She's got no problem with it. So then Elijah Bays, B-A-Y-S, he's now a seventh grader. Back in 2019, designed uh, designed a pair of bacon shoe, custom bacon shoes from like Air Maxes. Wow. So she uh, tweeted the picture of his artwork and tagged at Nike. Not that long ago, she in March of 2021, she had a large box waiting for her on our porch from Nike. She didn't know if it was for her or what it was, and they gave her um, a pair. the The Nike Air Max, the Air Max 90 Bacon is back, and we fried up a pair for you, along with the pair of shoes in her size, a 2004 bacon-themed design that the company re-released in March. I can't tell if one of these shoes is worth, like, I looked these up on the sneaker sites, and one of them is worth $1,200, the other one is worth $189, but this is a pretty sought-after shoe that came back, that came out last month, but a very, very cool story. Elijah would like to uh, make it to the NBA. If not, he'll just design shoes for a living. So he designed that shoe that Nike then um No, 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 no. He, he made like a bacon shoe and then Nike also had a bacon Air Max oh, shoe. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. All those were in the um uh, I've listed those in a bunch of um Facebook places. But can um, you started this last night. This Whoa. uh this Geno's post. <laughs> and I hope I don't get any flack on the air cuz I I was not derogatory. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't jump on anybody's throat other than who we'll get to in a second. So you sent me something last night that I posted on Facebook. Do you still have it there or do you want me to grab it? No, I can look at it. Okay. Why don't you read that Facebook post from Geno's? And <laughs> do we know which location it was? Um, I think it's all of them. So they, Is the, it? the pic, it was a picture of something that they must be taping to the door, but the caption says, sadly, we have closed locations changed hours at some locations or not even been able to open on certain days because we have less than adequate staff to even try to properly serve you. Please bear with us. There are definitely new waters we are testing. And yes, we are hiring. It was a picture. um, So that was the Facebook caption. They took a picture and and made the caption, but the picture is of, it looks like a piece of paper. They must be um, taping to their countertop or taping to the door that says we are short staffed. Please be patient with the staff that did show up. No one wants to work anymore, period. So it was very bland, all in capital letters. I didn't even pick up on that. I just like, I saw it and I was like, oh, look, now Geno's is on the Dale's bandwagon. Um, and they spell, they use the, this is, they misuse, they use the incorrect bear. So don't be surprised <laughs> if bare naked people show up at your place. But uh, it's just another one of these and it, and it delves. They obviously didn't shy away from nobody wants to work anymore. So a couple of things here. Um, and it's funny. I'm glad we didn't talk about uh, the, the five guys thing and what they were offering a whole bunch yesterday because I knew something like one of these is going to pop up a week. And as we talked about several times, there are a lot of reasons mm-hmm. why people are not working. We are still um, in a pandemic. Um, but I don't know if I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this. Some of these places don't need to be open like they used to anymore. Yeah. Um, they need to, like, just like I think the mall has changed their hours from, like, 11 to 7 during the week. Oh, wow. I remember telling or s- suggesting to Casey, I was like, you know, the mall should probably be open from, like, 11 to 1 um, for people to do, to hang out or do whatever during their lunch. And this is during the week. 11 yeah. to 1. 
where, uh, you know, people can run errands or whatever, go to the food court during their lunch hour, and then maybe open up from like three till seven. So yeah. After school, after work, and she's like, for the stores to shut down the registers and reopen them, it's just not worth it. So I totally get that. But I really wish people, I hope people, because I don't want to say that Geno's isn't doing this, but you really need to look at your books and like everything, let the math in this case do the numbers for you and is it really worth it for you to be open on Mondays or and I know they said that they've changed some hours they can't be open sometimes and that might be better for their bottom line um, because uh-huh. some days just aren't gonna like if I were a pizza place I would be very careful about my hours but I'm guessing for pizza places like you want to be open on the weekends and Friday nights because that's when people are ordering out or going to a pizza joint and I get that some of these places do business for lunch um, Tuesday afternoons but once you look at the way the world has changed and you let let the math make the decision you can maybe go maybe we don't need to be open on X, Y, and Z anymore I don't need X, Y, and Z employees and then I don't have to leave these these kinds of sign anymore. Look, there's a lot of things about these types of businesses that I don't know, but follow your books and um, certainly don't say no one wants to work anymore and blame it on um, blame it on people because people have some very valid reasons for not working. Yeah, I just, it, I mean, this is really unfortunate it, and I hope that it doesn't have like, you know, I hope that there at some point there can be some rebound because I feel like it could be incredibly awful that so many places are closing because of what happened in 2020. Um, but I don't know. It, I get it. And, and you're right. Like maybe they don't need as many locations as they had. How are those locations performing that like, you know, maybe potentially one thing happened and then the whole, you know, the whole location has got to reassess how they're operating if they need to operate at all. You know what I mean? Like right. um, downsizing or, or what have you, like it, it may make you reassess how many locations you actually have and how many of them are performing and how many of them are just more of a risk to maintain. There's a reason... I, I, I know the Genos that's, you know, by ProMedica is always busy. The, you know, the, the, I don't, I've never been to the one on Monroe Street. The only other one I go to is in Perrysburg and they're really not that busy all the time. So there's a reason why we don't have anybody on the air here on the station in, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, like it used to be a great training ground for young people to get an opportunity in radio, but like it's the least listened to part of the day all week long. So the company said what we potentially could lose in listeners is not worth, you know, the salary or the money towards that. You knowing what you do running the center, you have to make business decisions as well. And everything is a business decision. But I want to throw out after some feedback last night on my Facebook page, you know, another reminder that again, we're still in a pandemic. Um, and again, I didn't do this on the air. I didn't want to, I, I said this on the air, like forget about like who posts this, whether we're in a pandemic or not. A lot of these places that are saying nobody wants to work here anymore are, are not places that are career jobs or, or careers. Sure. They're jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're making $9 an hour. Maybe they're making $11 an hour. Maybe they're just getting tips. And for too long, I have never believed in the customer is always right. That entitled and enabled some really belligerent people mm-hmm. and granted you don't want angry customers but sometimes people just become belligerent and incorrigible and you know what sir <clears throat> ma'am karen i didn't want to use that but <laughs> I, it is worth me to lose my business because you're not the type of customer i want patronizing my store restaurant radio station you're more trouble than you're worth and there's too many people like that who have treated 
for to be completely forthcoming, some very low wage earners, like complete and utter shit. And if I'm a person right now who's getting a couple extra bucks from the government for a very limited amount of time, um, and I don't really love my job or my boss, um, bosses that have mistreated people or not paid people uh, appropriately or commensurately to the work or whatever, or if you're always getting yelled at, and then your customers come in and you're jerks, no, I'm not going to go back to that job, which is mm-hmm. never going to be a career because it's just a job. And in the same way that I'm replaceable, that job is replaceable. So before and now, and certainly after this pandemic ends, I hope people treat people with more respect and grace. Because let's remember, even if it's if it's Olive Garden, if it's some convenience store, if it's TJ Maxx, these people are serving and waiting on you. So for you to act like a jerk off, the customer is not always right. In fact, those people who are entitled like that are often wrong. Yeah, I've I've never. I mean, I do have. I've had a saying for most of the jobs that I've always had. Customer service is at its most important when you're upset. So the customer may, may not always be right, but you. Um, 90% of the time have to put on some sort of straight face or, you know what I mean? Even when they're being incredibly disrespectful to you, finding, find a way not to return that to them. But I, I agree. I think that we have created a culture with the customer is always right. That has enabled people for far too long to behave in a manner that's just no longer acceptable and should not have been acceptable in the first place. And, and these are, Um, these are jobs and not necessarily careers. So these are probably employers that are used to hiring new people and losing people and hiring people and losing people. It's just at this point, they cannot maintain people. And so their operations are becoming, are being affected. But like, how far were you? Like, how close were you to that point anyway, before there was even a pandemic? For me, as you know, I'm not a business owner, but that would make me look at my operations and say, is this the most effective thing to do? If I can't sustain operations, you know, during a pandemic and even like beginning to rebound, I'm not even close to rebounding, then maybe I need to make a decision. But again, I'm not a business owner and I understand that this is people's livelihoods. But, you know, Thomas and I would have arguments about this before, you know, last year when businesses were having to close and they said, well, why is Kmart open? And or well, Kmart, why is Walmart open? And it's like, because they do sell essential products. Do you sell essential products? No, you know, or does this company sell essentials? No, they don't. You know, then for public health, they're going to have to close. And it's not ideal for anyone. You know, are there any reserves in place that can that can um, preserve their, their business or the integrity right now? Probably not. without, and that was without knowing how long it was going to last. But there's challenges that I hope people do when they bounce back they bounce back and prepare for if this were to ever happen again. And I wonder how, and every situation is completely unto itself. And I do wonder Mm -hmm. how many of these signs go up. How many of these people are good bosses, leaders, managers? Because if you weren't, that's another reason, maybe the reason why people are are not coming back. Um, When I was at Monette's last week, like I told uh, Mark Monette, I was like, one of the reasons I love going to the Monettes on Glendale is because everybody looks like they're happy to be here. Like your employees are welcoming. It's the reason why I frequent Target more mm-hmm. than like when I'm like, Ugh, I have to go to Walmart. Because yeah. when, you go, when you go to Target, the, the employees are affable. They look like they're enjoying themselves. They're engaged in their work. As opposed to Walmart where like it's it's kind of like, like a funeral dirge. Part yeah. of the reason I love going to Panera, look, the coffee is not Dunkin' or Starbucks or anything like that. And not to knock the employees there, 
But the the cherry on top is I've made some friends at the Panera that I go to. We all can rip off um, places that, when I say rip off, like reel off a list of places where I won't go here. And if I ask you to think about why, maybe it's because the body language of the employees suck or a place that you do enjoy going to because when you go in there, people seem to be enjoying their jobs. And look, maybe you're making $28,000 a year as a 48-year-old woman who's partially retired did I say 48? Did I say 28? $28,000 a year as a 48-year-old old woman who's partially retired. And, you know, the budget's tight, but you wanted to bring in some money. But you really like working at at, um, at, at, at home or Marshall's because you get treated well. You get a nice discount. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. now more than ever, those things are important tiebreakers. So maybe stop putting these signs up or the next don't be... To, to avoid being that business, treat your employees. If you can't pay them commensurate to the value because of whatever reason, treat them well. Treat them like <laughs> decent human beings. My mom would kill me for sharing this, and maybe she won't listen, but she she retired from um, working a long time in the healthcare field, and she decided to get like just a side job with her retirement um, salary. She decided she wanted to work at Hobby Lobby. So she says, okay, I'm going to work at Hobby Lobby. She quit within her first week when she found out that all employees have to rotate cleaning the public restrooms. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I didn't sign up to clean no restrooms. Good on, good on your <laughs> Good on your mom because you know what? I I I don't really stand for employees who complain because mm-hmm. you know what? You can do exactly what your mom did. And I don't really I don't love the idea of I didn't sign up for this, but your mom like didn't go in full fledged like anything. But the point is you can say no to a job. Like you don't have like no one is holding you at gunpoint to keep this job. You can walk away from it. She and she wasn't she was not technically wrong. You know, when she interviewed and she read the job description and she talked to, you know, in her interview and they, they didn't say, oh, by the way, you will also be responsible for cleaning the restrooms once a month for like a week or something like, you know, they didn't say that to her. And I think that if they would have said that to her, knowing her bougie ass, which is not a problem, if that's just something that she doesn't want to do, she shouldn't have to. And, and so I'm like, all right, like, of course, we make fun of her for it. And I give her a hard time because um, this was years ago. She's been retired since Andrew was born and Andrew will be six soon. So. Um, it just cracks me up. <laughs> it I, just makes me laugh. I don't give her a hard time. If if she wasn't aware of all the duties, even though at least in contracts, like my contract says like within reasonable expectations, but that doesn't happen at like those sure. jobs. So um, sure. we'll, we'll, we'll let that alone for now. Uh, consumers, patrons, customers, please treat people with um, the utmost respect and grace that you can at this period of time. And conversely, um, like if I go to the McDonald's around the corner here and I'm, I'm the only one waiting in line, please, I would appreciate if you don't have the body language of like, oh, how dare this person come in here? Again, nobody's putting a gun to your head to work here. You can leave. Um, if I can just make one criticism for all those folks who operate drive throughs if I want something else, I will tell you I want something else. I don't. If I order a cheeseburger, please don't say anything else because I'm gonna tell you right after the cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, the, the upselling like. It's oh enormous. my gosh! No, just just are you done? Are you there? You're basically like, okay, are you done? Okay, are you done? But if you're saying okay, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Well, yes, I'd be happy to say it if you would be quiet. <laughs> like, what? 
I hate it so much sometimes, but you know, I know that not everybody loves their job and it's hard to pretend like you do. And that's why I have my no onions rule. My no, no onions rule. Don't get creative in the drive through One, because people are waiting behind you. And if you've got a big order, you get your ass inside. And two, if... If Herm just hates his life and his job, he's going to take it out on your cheese fries. <laughs> Thomas hates it. I'm like, I'd like a Coke lime, please. Now they have it on the menu. They never had it on the menu, like on the actual, you know, when you're out there posted on the menu and they do now, which is great. You know where I don't get any pushback um, at the movie theater? When, Yep. what's a good 17-year-old boy name? When Dylan asks, <laughs> asks me... What I would like, I'm like, I would like a Coke Zero, and can you top it off with a little bit of cherry Coke? And there's no pushback. There's no, I hate my life. I don't have to worry about some kind of weapon coming out of my head. So shout out to the movie theaters who seemingly keep their people pretty happy. I would say so. There's actually a couple. We either go to Levis Commons or Fallen Timbers, and at both of them, they used to know us by like face and name almost. We would go there so often. And they were always so sweet. There was a little curly-haired boy at Fallen Timbers that I really enjoyed. I missed the movies. And maybe maybe it's something about standing in front of that popcorn all day. Um, maybe. But uh, a lot of them have, have acne issues. They do. And I mean, they're teenagers. I know, I know. But like, so did, like... I, it's more. It seems more prevalent at the movie theater. So maybe it's like the buttered popcorn. And I'm not. I'm not <laughs> judging or ripping on anybody because it's a teenage thing. It's so my just, acne was horrible. It's just an observation. I can rip on whoever I want because I had it bad. <laughs> bad. Um, next thing we can because the job things will come up weekly. I think. Yeah, um, most likely. This Demi Lovato story is is baffling oh, to me. We mentioned last week how I, I, I patted myself on the back because Chrissy Teigen came back to Twitter. Um, <laughs> with all that Demi Lovato has been through, look, I, I, I am very delicate, I think, and, and careful when it comes to making suggestions to, to other people who, in, who are trying to get through things. And, you know, their, their moods are perilous, but she's not doing herself any good being on social media. Like, she needs to ghost all of it. So. Yeah. She went to a Froyo place in Los Angeles over the weekend, and um, it's called The Big Chill. And then she posted about it, and she got a lot of pushback, I think. So let me try to put this together and fill in the holes if you can. The Big Chill, um, she took aim at The Big Chill for its marketing of sugar-free options. She called the products triggering and awful as she's in recovery from an eating disorder. Finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from At The Big Chill when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies, other diet foods, before you get to the counter. Do better, please. Now, she had to come out a couple days later and be like, whoa, I didn't want you to think that I was some influencer coming after you. Well, hold on. Look, you're still in your 20s or something, and you don't know everything, but you know well enough to know when you post something like that, people are going to come for them. What the fuck triggered this girl? Like, what's the problem? She didn't. So because I think she's automatically assuming sugar free means diet or means like 
healthy. And she's like, she clearly like spoke before her fucking brain caught up to her. I'm annoyed. I was actually really annoyed by this and disappointed in Demi Lovato. Like the whole world does not have to acknowledge your eating disorder. Like I understand that there are things that can be triggering, but if we all talk about everything that triggered us, like we'd, we'd be living in a messed up place, if that makes any sense. Like every, nothing would be, nothing would be right. And, and so I think the, I, I'm not trying to be like offensive to her eating disorder. I understand. I personally love sugar-free options nowadays or sugar alternative options because I am trying to control how much sugar I take in and it doesn't have shit to do with the diet. It's because my, literally my blood sugar will crash during the day if I have too much sugar. So I try to get alternatives. Like I don't put sugar in my coffee anymore. I don't drink sugary drinks anymore. I try not to have too sugary of desserts. I try to have fruit and it has nothing to do with a diet. It's because of my physical health. Like I have people in my family that are diabetics. They would, Andrew, I could not, like if Andrew went up to this frozen yogurt place and realized he couldn't have anything, I would be very sad for him, you know, as a little boy. So the fact that there's all these options for him is amazing because he's five and he's a diabetic. She obviously didn't think this through. She spoke before her brain could catch up with her mouth. She needs to like get it together. That's in, that's ridiculous. I'm literally baffled. Like you yeah. didn't say anything. At, I'm literally baffled <laughs> as to why she was upset. So I've learned over over the years that you know, shook, like most people get stuck on like fat. Some people still get hung up on carbs. Mm -hmm. um, like there is no good use that I know of for sugar. Like, mm -hmm. you need calories. You need carbs. That's energy. Um, uh -oh. What? Jerry reached a verdict on Derek Chauvin. That's quicker than I thought. Oh, we'll have to. We'll wrap this up in 10 minutes or so. Um, <laughs> or, we, or, or we can react to it. I don't have the TV on. Um, I doubt they'll, I'll doubt they'll give it right now. So, um, I know that sugar is super bad. In fact, if you look at a lot of things that you drink that you might think are healthy, or my protein bars, mm -hmm. it might say, like, no sugar, but then there's mm -hmm. sugars, alcohol, like sugar. It, it's not just cavities and, and the dentist worst enemy and that stuff. It's super bad. Like it, mm -hmm. it is a big roadblock for people um, who are like, I thought I was eating everything right. And then when you peel back the layer of some of the things you're eating, it's like sugar was your problem all yeah. along. So I can't like, what's the, what's her eating disorder? Like she, she doesn't want to be a certain weight or she binge eats because if I was someone with an eating disorder, I'd be like shouting from the rooftops. This place has some bomb ass sugar free stuff. So I'm stuck. So eating disorders look different in different people. Right. There are some people who like obsess over diets so much and that is their eating disorder. So, um, it, I think for Demi, it, it sounds like it might represent itself in obsessive dieting um, or obsessive like, you know, health intake, if that makes any sense. And so when you're seeing like when you're seeing, you know, say you're reading a magazine and you see just tons of Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian selling diet pills, selling like detox teas and things like that, that is when it's like, OK, this is too much. But um, I think when you're doing something where you're going to frozen yogurt, which is a healthy alternative to ice cream, let's like let's also discuss frozen yogurt is wasn't it intended as a healthy alternative to ice cream anyway? Wait, in the in the 80s, that was the gimmick Oh, that it's yogurt. It can't be bad for you. It, <laughs> it's just as bad. That's why sugar free like takes like one of the evils out of it. So, again, I and 
I don't know what her, we don't know what her eating disorder is, but Correct. I, yeah. I, I would think that she should know at this point in her life that anything in moderation is totally fine. Yeah, it it's just I, I am I am disappointed in that in her response, and that might have been why my response. I feel like I gave a pretty like strong. <laughs> I condemned that pretty strongly because it it's just she wasn't thinking. I feel like she wasn't thinking before she posted what she posted, which is fine. It happens all the time. I just hope that she un- now understands by the majority of people who like openly responded to her and told her she was being ridiculous. I know she's had a couple people who have like jumped in to support what she had to say. She's not wrong in that diet culture is very detrimental to people who are trying to who are recovering from eating disorders. But in this case, like having sugar free options and advertising your sugar free options is not a bad thing. I ask that all the time. I forgot where I was at the other day and I said, do you have a sugar free option? Like I think it was at um Schlotsky's. I said, do you have um, seltzer water? Do you have flavored like sparkling water? And they did, but they didn't have it advertised. You know what I mean? So, and it wasn't because I was trying to diet, <laughs> like none of that. I have like maintained a loss of like six pounds since I've been doing my sugar-free stuff for the last few months, but that wasn't intentional. That's just a, it's just, you know, a, I don't know, a benefit from what yeah. I've been doing, like an, an unforeseen benefit. It was an unintended benefit. Yeah, she, but, she, um, she messed up two ways here. She, she did. went after this poor place, um, which she knows better because people were going to jump on it. Um, and then like going after a place for, like you said, for being sugar free is like one of the last things I thought it was the, like the inverse. Like I could see someone like this going after a place. It's two thousand. It's 2021. Can't you have sugar free and vegan options at your ice cream, at your millennial, uh, targeted ice cream shop? But it wasn't even that. That's why this story is like literally made my brain ache. Yeah, I saw that you and I saw that at the same time. And I want to say you sent it to me like three minutes after I saw it and like thought all these mental insults in my head. Um, and it was like we were right on the same page. Like, what the hell is this? Like, come on. All come her, on. All, and again, this girl who, you know, um, I like to go back to the Batman comic, the, the killing joke. And the point of it is people are one bad day away from doing some awful things. And yeah, sadly, many are. I don't think she's going to kill anyone, but she is truly like one bad hour away in many cases from from falling back into terrible, maybe even deadly habits. She needs to get off social media. It's a hard I mean, it's a it's a hard world to navigate when you are someone who has experienced a lot of trauma and has had a lot of negative experiences. And those, you know, and there's so many things that could potentially trigger you into a into a a more difficult place like it's it's like this world and this country is really difficult to navigate when you are someone like that but you always have to stay grounded in that that is your recovery not everyone else's and there is a certain amount of educating but on a large scale you cannot educate the entire world to fit your needs you know you have to adapt your needs to the world that you're living in um and there's education that can always be beneficial for people there's, you know, there's, I think that there would have been a way to have that conversation or to share what you've seen. Maybe she spoke, maybe she shared a picture of it and started to speak to those recovering from eating disorders and said to all my folks recovering from eating disorders, like keep the strength, you know what I mean? Or I know seeing things like this can be really challenging. It doesn't mean, you know, 
that it doesn't mean that has to be you something like that like there's a way to do it um and so that and that may have been why I really condemned her action so hard because it's like girl shut up because I personally would have been so excited for them to show me what all the sugar-free options would be so that I don't my blood sugar doesn't crash at the end of the day and I pass out while I'm driving like and I'm not even a diabetic occasionally I'm, my blood work is in the pre-diabetic stage but not anywhere near some of the other people who have real struggles with how much how many things contain sugar these days I just think she needs to get off social media because there is <laughs> there is far too much for a potential net negative for her. Yeah. Like I know how good I feel when I when I'm on vacation. I don't have to be, you know, wired in. It's it's a nice reprieve. And not to have this discussion, but we'll, I'll do it in short. Like I the only benefit to social media is having a better connection with people who you might not be able to connect with. Sure. Connection. Other than that, it's an avalanche of bad. Um, oh, the announcement is coming this afternoon. It is an avalanche of bad. She could also, it'll come between 4.30 and 5 o'clock today. She could also um, use her platform, you know, for, for good, for me positive messages for people in recovery and to share her story because sometimes we know that it's therapeutic to our own self. But she just has to do it knowing the world that she's navigating in. I don't you think, know, that's I, all I'm saying. I don't think she can live by the rule of don't read the comments though. Oh, yeah. Not right now, like, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, just disconnect. Um, uh, what you found a potential wedding venue. So not a, I am exploring and maybe you can help me with this if you think that stuff like this is fun. But I am trying to find alternatives that aren't costing me a ton of money. So like when we put an offer on that house, I said, oop, this backyard is perfect to host a wedding. Um, before that, I considered maybe um, Oak Openings has a really beautiful lodge. What about we, you know, we rent the Oak Openings Lodge? First of all, because our guest list, I would really love to stay around 50 or 60 people, no more than that, like literally no more than that. And then um, also, I don't want to spend a ton of money. Like I just, I just don't. And so there was a lodge that I saw that's in Perrysburg. And because we're, you know, we would be inviting just that little amount of people, I'm not concerned about if we have it in Toledo or if we have it in Michigan. So there's a lodge out there in Perrysburg. And I was like, ooh, this is beautiful. And they have like a nice, a nice deck that looks out into like a nature preserve. So I want to, um, I was kind of looking up pictures before we started talking. I don't, I don't know these things. Like you, you said like a preserve, what you just, just described. I was thinking of like, uh, whatever that thing is at Middle Grounds. Mm, oh, like the pavilion? Yeah. No, this is like some of the metro parks have actual like rentable event spaces where it's a building that's like made really nice and you can have you can host events inside, not like at a covered shelter, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think Glass City's going to have one of these. Oh, that would be amazing if they had that in time. And probably um, expensive. Well, it might not be because it's a metro park, so they can't like they can't charge you that much money, like three, four, five hundred $500 to rent it for the day. Look how um, much the Oak Openings um, tree houses are going for, though. But but that's when you're staying, right? That's overnight. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's 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 not cheap, so. And yeah, but the place, I'll send you a picture. The place I looked at isn't, isn't too bad. And if I'm like, if I could get that and then it comes with tables and all I'm renting is like 
linens and maybe some upscale upscale style chairs and just if I'm my guest list is between 40 and 60 that's a lot less tables that have to have decorations I can easily have like a wedding that is to my style as far as like you know stylish and glamorous and beautiful but within reason and I'm not breaking the bank to do it and get Michael's to cater or something like that that's perfect I have no input here. Um, I, I don't know any of these things. Damn it. I, I feel like you would. I feel like you would be the friend that would be like, oh, hey, this is a cool spot. Hey, Alex, I was here the other day. You should look into it. All I, I mean, it's on my radar now, but I would be like, hey, my friend has a big backyard. Why don't you do it there? I do. But but that that's the other thing that I'm like, if you know anyone that has like a nice backyard that would be willing to host us, like send them my way because there's some stuff that I've seen that is legitimately beautiful because you don't have to spend any money on the venue. You're literally renting some tables and chairs, adding in whatever decorations that you're comfortable with, and you pay your money on the food and the booze. And you know what I mean? You've never been to a party where you had to bring your own chair? Um, I, I have. Not not like a wet, <laughs> you shut up, Eric. <laughs> I, no, I've had to bring my own chair, but look, <laughs> if, if you're trying to save and then have more money for the house and it's like bring your own chair in fact you might want to bring your own alcohol no not that but um if you have snacks bring your own snack we'll have a vending machine available but um bring your own so snack. so what i'm trying to do is like i want like a wedding that is a lot more like glamorous because i feel like that's who i am but i don't want to break the bank so that means like you have less people and you don't have it like i don't need to go to some country club for it. If I know somebody that has a nice backyard, great. We can rent like an open air tent or, you know, they have those tents that are clear top so you can see like the moon and the stars and you, you know, rent a couple lounge couches and et cetera and have like a cute lounge area and a dance floor and banquet tables. And I forget how to pronounce these chairs, but the they start with a C, like the gold color chairs and some chargers. You know what I mean? Like you can do more of those things at a reasonable cost because you don't have as many people and you're choosing to do it in a backyard or maybe at a really nice um, Metro Parks center or event room or something of that nature. So Oak Openings has a really nice one. It's just so far away. So I wanna get everybody good and drunk. I'm not gonna make them get in the car and drive and pitch black like from White House or wherever it is. All right, well, it's uh, it's on my radar now. Yeah, so if anybody's listening and has ideas, tell us, please. If you have a backyard that you think would be great, let me know. I'll ask the other Alex. He might know. He's wired into the Metro Parks pretty well. Oh, the photographer? Yeah. The yeah. National Geographic photographer? Yes, he might, ha he might be the most followed person on Instagram in the area. He's fun, too. I really enjoyed him and his wife when you had your gathering. Yeah. Uh, he said he might not be able to make it that night. And if Alex can't come, uh, it's it, it will be a party. But, I mean, somebody's got to be the super drunk one, and that would be him. <laughs> I mean, it, it might be Bethany. She probably will have a nice, with her baby and stuff, she could get a sitter. And uh, Thomas is like, I told Thomas, he's like, oh, yeah, we can go. I was like, duh, we can go. I was just um, telling you, so you know. I texted Justin. I Maj thought she was only there to approve, um, according to the health department. I was like, "No, you're invited. You're coming. You Duh. Can, you can bring Steve." And then she's yeah. like, "Yeah, we can play Jack." I'm like, "Yes, we can play Jackbox games." So I gotta, I gotta needle down on everybody and see if they want to do this or not. 
I need more black friends in the area because I bought the card game Black Cards Revoked and I want somebody to play it with. I have a black card. So do you have you ever seen that game or heard of it? No, but I'm I'm sure I do quite well at it. It's that you probably would. It's a lot like Cards Against Humanity. And so there was one card and it's like Jerome from Martin. Where was he from? Like play a Jerome from Martin and it was like oh. <laughs> from the Himalayas. <laughs> and then the other question is in the black family, when somebody says your palms are itching, what does that mean? And it's like, and it has, it has a through C, a question. It's like multiple choice. And the question is, I'm about to come into some money. Like, so it's oh. like, if you get it wrong, then your black cards revoked. So it's that kind of game. Um, I love it. It's, it's hilarious, but it's just, I need more black friends to play it with. Um, I know you would know it all. We'll have a separate party for only my black friends. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait for Philip to come back. I would love to get together though. I think it would oh. be really nice. I'm allowed oh. to tell you the Phillips secret. Ooh, what oh, I, is it? Oh, I did tell you. You didn't answer me earlier. You didn't tell me. I did. And because I think we were going back and forth. All right. Well, I'll come back to that. One, um, yesterday I, I mentioned that Amanda was going through some some challenges and stressors. Yeah. How is she today? So uh, I went over and visited her and she read me some of her notes. And I was like, this is for your like your counselor, for your therapist. Mm-hmm. She's like, I feel like I'm being a bad girlfriend. I was like, no, you're, you're totally fine. So... Mm-hmm. I hope she bottomed out and now she'll rebound back up because that's what usually happens to me. So, but she's, yeah. it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's yeah. a lot. She's, she's doing fine. And I would expect somebody who is enduring what she's trying to navigate through to be frustrated and stressed and, yeah. and all the stuff that comes with it. And there's so much unknown that sometimes it can feel overwhelming, literally not knowing what could happen. And then if you're in a bad place mentally, then your mind is automatically going to think the worst. So um, I really feel for her. I really do. And I'm glad that you're there for her and you can be as supportive as you can be. Yeah, she said she's, uh, because she was in a a lousy relationship, she's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not used to someone offering help or supporting me. I was like, "Yeah." well, Friday mornings you have your counselor. Talk to them because I'm just going to keep doing it unless you're like, no, leave me alone. So, (laughs) But I get it. I get it. And like I said, I find all these partially broken people. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Eric. It's true. <laughs> I do too, though. I do too. I th- I had to think about that. Um, I joke about it all the time, but I love Thomas. So, and he's not he's not broken, but he has his things. Um, her birthday is on May first. Oh, nice. And I said, "What should I get you?" Mm-hmm. And she gave me a me line. She's like, "If I want something, I'll I'll just buy it for myself." I'm like, <sighs> yeah, me too. So I'm gonna have to go the creative route of like what I tried with my dad. So, yeah. Any suggestions for what I could get or something I could do for Amanda? Pay attention to what she likes and then let me know. And then I'll think I'll think of some stuff. I'll absolutely help in this, though, because that's always that's always tricky. And it could I mean, it could be does she like massages, like pay for her to get a massage? When's the last time she got her hair cut or her hair done? Does she like to do those things? Uh, you know, recently got her hair done. She got extensions. And oh. she is a, a member at. um massage envy yes at fallen timbers well damn she really does do it all for herself and if she gets extensions then i feel like there's a little bit of like then she's not low maintenance i got the low maintenance vibe from her when i met her not in a bad way but just in like a lower maintenance so that that's okay let me think further yeah it's gonna it's gonna require some 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 work here um okay so you're gonna remember this because i know i texted this to you um Philip messaged me on Sunday and he's like, do you know, mm-hmm. who, do you know who Luke Evans is? I was like, yes, I know who Luke Evans is. I didn't know he was gay. 
Shame on you. Dude, you just got part of your gay card revoked. <laughs> I didn't know that. But anyway, continue. Uh, so I should re- reread the text, but the long and the short of it is that um, uh, he believes that Luke Evans was checking him out at the gym. <gasps> and uh, Luke Evans, I guess, chatted him up or at least said, hey. And I was like, did Danny beat his ass? Because Danny's fucking crazy sometimes. And <sighs> He was like, no. He's like, Danny's like, yeah, and you you need friends here. And I was like, I said the same thing to Phil. I was like, yes, you need friends here. And friends who are like world-acclaimed actors are good friends to have. So have at it. So did he respond? Well, he said he hasn't seen him since, but. that. So listen, okay, this is weird. This is weird. We can have a conversation with this off podcast, but I was literally talking to Thomas about Luke Evans this weekend. And I was like, I really love him. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think I was watching something that he was in. And so I started to like look him up a little bit more just to get some facts about him. And I learned that he was gay. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And now you're, this is really weird, but I'm, I'm for it. Like I'm all for it. Tell him to be friends with him, please. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> Tell him that he needs to make friends with him. I loved Luke. I, like I'm a The Hobbit is one of my favorite movie series and Lord of the Rings. And he was in The Hobbit. He lived in Lake Town. And I love um, The Hobbit. And I really like Luke Evans. That's hilarious. Like, and I think it's really random. What does Janet have to say about that? Tell her. I wonder if Janet can tell if anybody has like abilities like she does. Like if you can ever feel it. I think she can. She said that I have some before and I, and I believe that. So there's a couple people in my life and I, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this or talked about it on podcast that, that finds like my ability to either predict things that happen or like make things happen. Very strange. Like to the T predict things that happen or dream that it happened and then it happened. And so like I brought up Luke Evans this weekend and we were having a conversation about him in a really random way. And now here he has popped up in the podcast today. So the universe spoketh to you. He must be friends with him. Tell him to do it. I will. I will. You never know what it could open up for him too. I know. Especially as he's doing this thing with modeling and he's got an agent now and all this other stuff. Um, Yeah. Maybe Danny will allow Luke Evans to be the hall pass for Philip. (laughs) I'd love it. I want to see it happen. Tell him to do it. Um, Did you, I, 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 I'm not going to, I've said this correctly. I had the nevers on last night. I didn't watch it. None of it grabbed me. So let me know. I was very intentional in telling Thomas that I refused to go to bed any later than 10 o'clock. And so we watched um, Mayor of Easttown and with Kate Winslet and then chose not to watch The Nevers. By the way, I'm completely fascinated by how hard all those people worked to get the Southern Pennsylvania accent in there. That's kind of my my neighborhood. She said she she takes pride in it. Well, I'm curious to watch. Did anybody say water? Yes, yeah, so, so they said yeah. water, they said worsh, um, they said the way they say their O's. It's very specific, but I feel like the Philly accent and that accent are two different dialects. I have a girlfriend that's from Weirton, West Virginia, which is about 30 to 40 minutes from Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh accent and the Philly accent are completely different. Yeah, two, diff- two totally different sides of the state. So they have the Pittsburgh dialect, not the Philly dialect. I think I hear it sometimes in Amanda because she's a yinzer. Is she? A, so, yeah. So my girlfriend and all of her family are yinzers. 
and my basketball coach was a yinzer and yuz and all of that stuff so um it was really fascinating for me to watch and hear all the accents and thomas couldn't pick it up and me and thomas always fight about the fact that michiganers have an accent and i was like listen to the the governor governor whitmer like listen to her talk one day and that's absolutely a michigan accent no it's and he's like well i don't have an accent i said you sir have a hood accent that's different <laughs> like, it's, it's absolutely an it's accent. absolutely <laughs> Love the apples in Michigan. It's just that, yeah. Um, was the show good? Like, what was the Hugh Hugh what's this, the Hugh Grant one? Oh, was that is that the Undoing? It was um, Hugh Grant. Yes, no, yes, the Undoing. Yeah, with uh, with um, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Was mm-hmm. the beginning of the mayor of whatever like that? It, Thomas thought it was slow. He kept getting up and walking away. I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of the the other HBO series that we really liked with, um, oh gosh, um, Jason Bateman, and he ended up dying. And the other guy, you really like this actor. What's his name? I can't. It's escaping me. I, I never finished that that show. Okay, so I, it reminds me of that almost. Um, I really love it. It, it, but Thomas is like, how did you predict that that was going to happen? I said, uh, it's kind of textbook, but I still really like it. So we're going to rewatch it because he was bored with it. He was also bored with watching the Nevers too. So, you know, um, two quick last things, but let me do a traffic report first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Earlier incident on the turnpike is all clear now. Everything else is good to go except for airport eastbound across Burn. That's now one way. You're not going to be able to head downtown on airport across Burn. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I know people don't know directions, but they can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Um... What was the one thing? The one thing. Oh, so this was kind of breaking news um, as we went on the air, like breaking entertainment news. Uh, Another Game of Thrones person has been signed up to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who is it? Would you like to take a guess? Um, I'll tell you, this person is already under the Disney umbrella. And I would just say if this person... Sophie Turner? No, I don't think she's in Disney stuff. She's X-Men. Is that not Disney? No, no that, correct. That's Fox. Oh. Um, you're, you're sniffing down the right path. Um, you're breathing the right kind of fire. Maisie. Uh, no. Um, uh, what the hell is her name? Is it a girl or is it a man? Uh, it's a woman. Um, damn, who played the dragon lady? Amelia Clark. Amelia Cl- Is it Amelia Clark? Yup. I knew it. She will be in the Secret Invasion TV show on Disney Plus. Oh, nice! I like Amelia Clark. She's taking a break, and I, I don't, I don't think I love that. I don't want to see her come back. She was, uh, she was in the Star Wars movie, the Solo movie, a couple of years ago. Yes, she was. So I would get like all these people. I mean, it, it's just how business works. Like if Disney likes you and you like them, and you're in a Star Wars show or something, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a Marvel offer because these are all big names. So excited to see Aquafina play in um, Shang Chi. Shang Chi, like, and the she'll have a pretty large role. So I hope this does a lot for her. She was already in Raya and the Dragon. We watched that and loved it. She was the dragon. And um, I love Aquafina and I want to see her take off. I just do. Like, 
not in the way that I love Jason Momoa and want to see him take off because I want to keep him for myself. But I want to share Aquafina with everyone as if she's as if I possess her and she's mine and he's mine. But I just like I love Aquafina and I want to see things for her and a lot of the other cast members like Henry Golding um, and some of the other folks. I'm so excited for them and Shang-Chi. Yeah, I'm excited too. And somebody brought up a great point and I encountered it last night. Like I was trying to find like the origin story and I read one months ago mm-hmm. and that seemingly was the only one that I could come across, but it's in the seventies and they're reimagining his origin story for this with a big villain. Mm. Um, that's kind of like a mini spoiler. Some people, if you follow closely, know this already, yeah. but um, they pointed out how we've all, we know Peter Park. We know Peter Parker got bitten by a spider. We mm-hmm. know the Waynes were killed. Like nobody knows this, so they can take some creative liberties with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. We also need to decide what we're going to do for Mortal Kombat this weekend. You Tom, and I and, Thomas and our needs, people. Thomas needs to figure out what he's going to do. I told him to check and make sure and see if he's off tomorrow uh, Thursday. He's normally off Thursday night, um, and or it would be a Saturday. So I think we can. I think we can make a plan for Saturday night if you wanted to. All right, we'll, uh, we'll connect on that. Last thing, um, the Derek Chauvin verdict yeah. will be announced at 5 o'clock. Um, what is your prediction? It was very quick. He He's going to get convicted for probably, what did we say, second-degree murder? I think it will be, I think, like, I don't think he, that there's, it's going to be the worst that it can be for Derek. Like, it's, especially with how quick they deliberated. I mean, closing arguments were literally yesterday. And they didn't even start deliberating until 4 p.m. yesterday. So they came to a verdict literally within 24 hours. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. Not much minutiae to go over. Or back and forth or gray. Yeah, he was charged with second and third degree murder. Second and second degree manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what? (sighs) You know, I thought all along that he was going to be responsible for George Floyd's death. But it wouldn't be murder. But you're you're right. With as quick as that came back, I would guess that there was more discussion about manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And if yeah. Not, and if he's not guilty uh, on one of the murder charges, uh, that city will will be in uproar and many others as well. It will. It will. They've already. Some of our national guard are already there. National guard from I think Wisconsin or Illinois or something. So there's already. Um, people in place for that. I don't really think they're going to need it other than the folks who are going to want to protest just to protest. I think this is going to be very cut and dry for us. Um, I've thought that before, but with how quickly the verdict came, literally less than 24 hours, really, because they started yesterday at four and we got the alert like 30 minutes ago. And they said between 4.30 and 5, they'll announce their verdict. So I'm ready for it. I'll actually stick around where I am instead of leaving just so that I can hear it and and be present for it and process and then go home. Well, let's hope this is the beginning of a sea change and more accountability for police officers. Again, you know, I I, want to be right down the middle here. But some things that are as egregious as I don't not support the police, but when there are egregious things like this and an overuse of authority and power um yeah you know you have to be just as accountable as anybody else and yeah i saw um when uh my buddy we rarely talk anymore so it feels weird to say that when uh officer taylor was doing community engagement um i met with her and somebody else she was working with and i saw him today at rust belt and i was like hey you used to work with taylor like, I forgot your name. He's like, Kevin. I was like, Kevin, good to see you again. So by no means am I like anti-police 
I just want the ones who do this kind of thing to be as punished as as a normal person in society would be because I get it. You have a very, very challenging job and you've got to make instantaneous reactions. But maybe maybe, maybe we're all better off if we have, before we get to robot umpires in baseball, nobody dies with that. We have robot police officers. I mean, I'm just glad to see some accountability and maybe the problem is they never should have been as immune as they were in the first place. And that's why it, and that's why it's such an undertaking to, that's what I think I mean to say, an undertaking to actually get this done, get some accountability and get some faith back in the police departments, knowing that, you know, they're there to serve the community yep. um, wholly and fully. I know yep. that they're there to serve the community, but you know what I mean. And I'm, I'm still, you know, on the, Path. It just didn't pick up. Like I would have been totally fine. If, was it the NBA? Yeah, there was no NBA game like last Tuesday. Exactly. The, the Sean Wright thing. Fine. Sit your fucking asses down. Like if you really want to be a true activist and you have the resources as an NBA player, say I'm not playing until something changes. And they exactly. have the power to do that. You can get ten thousand people outside, you know, City Hall in Minnesota. Nothing. But if you get ten NBA players going, we're not playing. It's a different story. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll see how it goes. All right. Bye. Uh, bye bye.